Working knowledge on deck. Everything you need to know, it's on check. Say yes. Based in Georgia, and we hoping that you tune in. Learn together, we can do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cozy Bear Farms Podcast. I'm your host, Dejan Yerby, and I'm coming to you straight out of Athens, Georgia. Hope everybody had a great weekend. But today, on this episode, we're going to be talking about soil blocks. And the reason we're talking about soil blocks is because I got a bunch of questions asking, what are soil blocks? How can I use them? Where can I get them? And all this other stuff. So let's dive straight into it. So the first question is, what what are soil blocks? So soil blocks, the method is actually called soil blocking, in which you take soil and compress it into like this cube-like shape with a hole at the top. And they can be used as an, as an alternative to using containers. So if you're not really somebody that likes using those 72 trays because of the plastic and they hurt the environment, soil blocks are the way to go. So... To make soil blocks, you would have to buy this tool called a soil block maker. And I'll leave a link in the description of this podcast where you can go find one. But it's basically a steel tool that you can use that will compress the soil to make the soil block. It has a little dibbler in it so that it can make the hole. Um, if you want to see a full demonstration of how to make a soil block, just type it in on YouTube, type in how to make soil blocks, and there's thousands of videos of people making soil blocks. So let's get into some of the benefits of making a soil block. So one of the things is it does eliminate the need for plastic cell packs. So you never have to use 72 cells ever again. You can just straight up use your soil, soil blocks. Soil blocks comes in all different shapes, all different sizes. They all have the same shape as a cube. They all come in different sizes, so you can buy a big giant soil block maker or one of the little smaller soil block makers. They all come in different sizes, so you don't have to use sale trays ever again if you don't want to. The ceilings develop a stronger root system. So with sale trays, like I said before, if you're going to transplant with them, you have to wait for the roots to kind of ball up at the bottom. And that's not really the best way for uh, plants to grow because when you take that, transplant and put it in the ground is going to get stunted and it's going to be about a week or two before the crop can actually get its roots untangled and grow out but with soil blocks because of this method called air pruning when they're in the block the roots do not go outside of the soil because the roots do not like air like that so it's called air pruning it will keep the roots within the soil block and then when you take that soil block and place it outside well, planted outside, the roots just shoot straight off into the soil. So there's no risk of stunting. And that's the next um, benefit of it too, that transplants are more established more quickly. So no stunting. A lot of crops, when you plant them in the ground, they stunt. And stunting is when they halt themselves from growing because you basically just put them in a whole new environment. Think of it as somebody took you from very very hot augusta georgia and then put you somewhere in canada where it's cold it's like your body's just gonna be like what did you do to me why are we in this new why are we in this new place i need to get my body adjusted and that's basically stunting with plants so soil blocks are really good for taking them straight from your greenhouse putting them right into the ground and they just continue to grow you don't have to worry about stunting now we do have to talk about some problems that you're gonna face when you're doing soil blocks. One, they take a lot of soil. 
So you're going to need a lot of soil to make a lot of soil blocks. And that means you're going to make a lot of soil mix. And it might get a little bit expensive if you're buying it, if you're buying already pre-mixed. And it's going to take you a little bit longer too if you're making your own mix. So that's one of the problems is that it's going to take a lot of soil. Um, they're also going to take a long time to make the blocks. So with the soil block maker, it only comes with four slots to make four soil blocks at a time. So you're only going to be making four at a time, four at a time, four at a time. So it's going to take you a while to make the soil blocks. You can buy a soil block maker that can do 25 at a time. Those are a little bit more expensive, but if you want to really dive into using soil blocks, I suggest getting the one that can make 25 at a time. That'll save you a lot of time and a lot of headache later down the road. Um, and the big problem too is, this is why I said go to YouTube and look up how to make soil blocks so that you can get a full demonstration of how the people are making them. When, when you're doing a soil block, if you do not make the soil block correctly the soil block will break apart and it's gonna lead to disaster because when your seeds are growing the thing is breaking apart and then the seeds is gonna fall apart so make sure that you if you're going on youtube find a good youtube video on how to make soil blocks and make sure you follow it step by step and see how the people are doing it because if you do not do it right those blocks will break apart so but those are some of the, the pros and cons of soil blocks now, if you're thinking, what's a good soil block, soil block recipe for my mix? Um, you can just use a normal, uh, you can use a normal, a normal uh, soil mix to do soil blocks. But if you want to have like an actual recipe for soil blocks, here's a good one. All you need is a cup, a measuring cup, and a five-gallon bucket. So here we go. You can take, get your notepads out. So one and a half buckets of peat moss or coconut core. I suggest peat moss. Again, that's one and a half buckets of peat moss or coconut cure. Uh, coconut cure. Somebody need to change that name. One fourth of a cup of gardening lime. You can buy that from any Lowe's or Home Depot or gardening store. Um, one bucket of perlite. One cup of all-purpose organic fertilizer. So your favorite fertilizer, just get one cup of that. All-purpose, don't get one that's just for one thing. Get all-around fertilizer. Half of a five-gallon bucket of soil from your own garden. The reason you want to take soil from your own garden is because also it helps with the plant to get adapted with whatever soil you're finna move it into next. So one, a half bucket of soil from your garden will help you don't have to but that will help and then one buck one bucket of finished compost and that's all you need and that can get you about eight gallons of compost of um, soil block mix so that's a really good recipe i suggest using this recipe if you're going to go die hard into making soil blocks so again that's one and a half bucket of peat moss or coconut cure one fourth of a cup of garden lime one bucket of perlite, one cup of all-purpose fertilizer, half uh, half bucket of soil from your garden, and one bucket of finished compost. And again, when you YouTube that video on how to make it, it'll show you exactly how to make the whole thing. With this recipe, I suggest if you have a giant wheelbarrow or a giant container, just put all of them into the container together and then mix it really well with your hands 
Or if you're a pro, you have a cement mixer where you can mix your soil mix in. And you just put it all in your soil mixer and mix it. So now that we got all that done, I know the big question is what crops would I use with soil blocks? So here are Cozy's crop suggestions. If you're a farm and you're growing for production, the crops that I suggest that you use are yellow squash, zucchinis, cucumbers, pumpkins, and winter squash. That's if you're a farm and you're doing it for production. Those are the ones that I would use soil blocks for, and that's strictly for farmers. Now, if you're gardeners and you're doing this at your house, those crops, use those. And also, I would use it for okra, corn, bush beans, pole beans, and peas. Those are my suggestions for the gardeners along with the stuff that I said to use for the farmers. Because if you're a gardener, you just have a smaller spot. You're not really growing for production. You're just growing for yourself. If you're a farmer, I do not suggest using soil blocks with bush beans or pole beans because you're trying to grow for production and you want to, you don't want to waste your time growing, uh, making a bunch of soil blocks or some beans. You would much rather use a bunch of soil blocks for the yellow squash, zucchinis, cucumbers, pumpkins, and winter squash because you know if you plant those, they're further spaced out and they're going to grow out. With the bush beans, you need to plant a lot together. So I suggest to save your time. If you're a farmer, just stick to one, two, three, four, five, six, those six. So again, for the farmers, I would just say the yellow squash, the zucchini, the cucumbers, the pumpkins, and the winter squash. And if you're a gardener at home, you can use all of it. One, uh, yellow squash, zucchinis, cucumbers, pumpkins, winter squash, okra, corn, bush beans, pole beans, and peas. Those are Cozy's crop suggestions for if you're going to use soil blocks for your garden or your farm. Thank you guys for listening to the show. That's all I got for you. Um, online farm stand is now open. Go to CozyBearMarketGarden.com. Uh, you can find me this Saturday at oh wait a second we still got to do the ask cozy segment completely forgot scratch that let's head on over to ask cozy this episode of the podcast is brought to you by paper boutique being part of someone's special day is going to be part of making lasting memories at the paper boutique inspiration and passion comes from the stories and personalities of their clients Whether it's a business party celebrating a milestone, a baby shower for someone who has waited her whole life to be called mommy, or even high school sweethearts who knew that they would be together forever. The Paper Boutique create custom invitations for any and every type of special event, including holiday parties, wedding invitations, baby announcements, and save the dates. Please visit their online store at gtrbusinesssystems.com slash paperboutique or follow the link in the description below. Again, that is gtrbusinesssystems.com slash paperboutique or follow the link in the descriptions below. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Heartsong Herbs. Heartsong Herbs is a farm and apothecary based in Athens, Georgia. They are proudly part of a growing movement of regenerative agriculture farming that prioritizes soil health to grow beyond organic. Founder Dana Nevins produces 
herbal tinctures and beauty care products with the vigor and potency of plants found as they grow in the wild right outside of her door. This high quality herbal medicine is available in two ounce formulas that aid in everything from immune support to anxiety relief. Find Hearts on Herbs at various Athens retailers or online at www.heartsongherbs.com. That is www.heartsongherbs.com. All right, guys, my bad. We got to do Ask Cozy. I know you guys are looking forward to these questions. I completely apologize for forgetting about Ask Cozy. So the first question from Ask Cozy is, are microgreens a good farmer's market seller? Yes, they are. A lot of people don't think microgreens will be a good seller at the farmer's market. They are because there's something unique and different and everybody really doesn't do it. If you know of a good way of how to bring microgreens to the farmer's market, they are a really good seller. People are very into them and you will attract more chefs and the chefs because a lot of chefs come to farmer's markets and if they see somebody with really good microgreens, they might come to you later and say, hey, we want to buy microgreens from you for our restaurant. So yes, microgreens are a really good seller for the farmer's market. Next question. What are your three fruit crops you would suggest to grow for a small scale farm? So my three fruit crops will be strawberries because strawberries are an excellent seller anywhere in a farmer's market, restaurant, or CSA. Those are fantastic. My next one would be blueberries. Everybody loves blueberries. I love blueberries so much. So those will be one that I will bring to blueberries. Yes, it's going to take about three years for them to grow unless you bought already blooming blueberries and just transplanted them to your farm. But if you're starting straight from um, a cutting, it's probably going to take you three years for the blueberries to come, but they're going to be really worth it when they come in because everybody loves blueberries. And the last one I would say is figs. I personally just love figs. That is maybe my personal thing, but figs are a really great seller at farmer's markets too. People just love figs. And when figs come in, people love figs. I just love figs. Okay, next question, last question. Which is better, selling online or selling in person? Neither, each one is good. Each one is good. Each one is good in their own self-respecting uh, ways. They're all good. If you're selling in person, you can lead people to your online store to sell online. Or if you're selling online, you can lead people to wherever you're selling in person. Or if you're just strictly selling in person, that's great because you get to meet the people that you're talking to. If you're selling online, that's great too because you can do many different options for people who might not be able to come find you and they can just order from you online or whatever because selfish plug, I do both. I sell in person and I sell online. So either one is not better than the other. There's many advantages to both. And there's also disadvantages to both. But, I, but I'm not going to say one is better than the other. Everybody has their own way of selling and I don't think either one is bad. So now... That's all that I have for you guys. Again, I'm sorry. Thank you guys for listening to the show. Again, the online farm stand is open. Uh, go to CozyBearMarketGarden.com. You can find me this Saturday at the Marigold Farmer's Market from 10 to 2, Winter, uh, Pitter Park, Winterville, Georgia. You already know what it is. Thank you guys for listening. Cozy's out. <laughs>